Hello, this is Aryan from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 28th of December. Daily Dose is set to be discontinued and will air its last episode on the 30th of December. This has been done to channel our resources and efforts into ground reportage and other podcasts such as Let's Talk About, NL Hafta, Awful and Awesome as well as NL Interviews. We are sad to stop airing news into your ears every day, but we are excited for what's next. So next year, stay tuned for all the new stuff that we have in store for you. Continue to support us and pay to keep news free. Now, back to the 1542nd episode. Let's roll out the big news updates from today. The Enforcement Directorate has named Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi Vadra and her husband Robert Vadra in a charge sheet linked to a money laundry case. The ED made its allegations in a charge sheet that was recently filed against NRI businessman CC Thampi. The ED's charge sheet does not name Vadra or Priyanka Gandhi as accused. However, it alleges that Thampi is closely associated with Robert Vadra and is a relative of alleged middleman and arms dealer Sanjay Bhandari. While the ED's charge sheet was filed in November, a Special Prevention of Money Laundering Act court took cognizance of the matter on the 22nd of December. It has listed the case for hearing on the 29th of January. The transactions that the ED is probing are from land deals made by the couple in Haryana between 2005 and 2006. According to the agency's charge sheet, Thampi had bought around 486 acres of land in Faridabad's Amirpur village between 2005 and 2008 from real estate agent H.L. Pahwa. Meanwhile, Robert Vadra also bought around 40 acres of land from Pahwa between 2005 and 2006 and later sold the same back to Pahwa in December 2010, it alleges. Similarly, Priyanka Gandhi Vadra bought 5 acres of agricultural land from Pahwa in April 2006 and sold it back to the real estate agent in February 2010, it claims. The ED said in its chart sheet, and I quote, Pahwa was receiving cash out of the book for the purpose of acquisition of land. It was also noticed that Robert Vadra did not pay the entire consideration to Bhava. The investigation in this regard is still ongoing. Unquote. Thampi was arrested in this case in January 2020 and is currently out on bail. An investigation by Amnesty International Security Lab in partnership with the Washington Post has said that at least two journalists in India were recently targeted with Pegasus spyware on their iPhones. This comes two months after several politicians and journalists claimed that they had received alerts from Apple about state-sponsored attackers. Siddharth Vardarajan, founding editor of The Wire, and Anand Mangnale, the South Asia editor at the Organized Crime and Corruption Report Project, or OCCRP, were among those recently targeted with Pegasus, with the latest identified case in October, it said. Meanwhile, a Washington Post report claimed that after the Apple alerts, central government officials had called Apple India's representatives to demand that the company help soften the political impact of the warnings. The report claimed, and I quote, they also summoned an Apple security expert from outside the country to a meeting in New Delhi where government representatives pressed the Apple official to come up with alternative explanations for the warnings to users. They spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive matters. The Amnesty report stated that the attempted targeting of Anand Mangnale's phone happened at a time when he was working on a story about an alleged stock manipulation by a large multinational conglomerate in India. Amnesty's statement said Vardarajan was targeted with Pegasus in 2018 and again on the 16th of October 2023. It said and I quote, The same attacker-controlled email address used in the Pegasus attack against Anand Mangnale was also identified on Siddharth Vardarajan's phone, confirming that both journalists were targeted by the same Pegasus customer. 
the death sentence of eight Indians jailed in Qatar has been commuted, the Ministry of External Affairs announced today. The ministry said and I quote, We have noted the verdict today of the Court of Appeal of Qatar in the Dahra Global case, in which the sentences have been reduced. The detailed judgment is awaited. Unquote. Mr. Vipul, India's current ambassador to Qatar, the family members of the jailed Indians and embassy officials were present in the Qatar court when it delivered the verdict. The death sentence to eight former Indian Navy officials was handed out on the 26th of October. They were accused of spying on a submarine program on behalf of Israel. They were reportedly working in Al Dahra, a Doha based private defence services provider. The former Indian Navy officers, Captain Navtej Singh Gill, Captain Birendra Kumar Verma, Captain Saurabh Vashisht, Commander Amit Nagpal, Commander Purnendu Tiwari, Commander Sugunakar Pakala, Commander Sanjeev Gupta, and Sailor Ragesh were arrested by Qatari Intelligence Service in August last year. India subsequently filed an appeal against the death sentence. India's ties with Qatar have involved trade and people-to-people exchange for decades, but the relationship saw an upswing from 2008. India gets 42% of its total gas imports from Qatar. At about 800,000, the Indian diaspora constitutes slightly over a fifth of Qatar's 2.1 million population. India's bilateral trade with Qatar is valued at about $15 billion, of which imports are worth $13 billion, almost all of it LNG and LPG. Listeners, democracies look forward to courts for hope in turbulent times. But this year, India's top judge has been a subject of much criticism. My colleague Jayashiro Nachalam analyzed all the verdicts from this year to check if there was a gap between Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur's words and deeds. It's titled The Gap He Maintained, The Dichotomy Between C.G.I. Chandrachur's Words and Deeds in 2023. We are only able to bring you such pieces because of your support. News Laundry does not rely on ads. We are solely powered by your contributions and subscriptions. By the way, with the Ram Mandir inauguration just around the corner, we have started a new NL Sena project to bring you ground reports from Ayodhya. So head on to newslaundry.com/sena, pick a contribution amount of your choice and power our journalism. Today, veteran actor and founder of the DMDK party Vijay Kant passed away at the age of 71. He had been undergoing treatment for pneumonia at the MIOT hospital in Chennai. The hospital said in its release and I quote Captain Vijay Kant was on ventilator support following his admission for pneumonia. Despite the best efforts of medical staff, he passed away on the morning of the 28th of December 2023. Unquote. Video footage showed the actor and politician's fans mourning his death outside the hospital. He was fondly called Captain owing to his multiple appearances as a military official in his movies. Over his lifetime, the actor worked in 154 movies before turning to politics. In 2005, Vijay Kant founded the Desiya Morapukku Dravida Kargam or DMDK as an alternative to long-standing Dravidian parties the DMK and the AIADMK. DMDK emerged as the principal opposition party after the Tamil Nadu legislative assembly elections in 2011. Until 2016, he served as the leader of the opposition in the state assembly. PM Narendra Modi expressed his condolences for Vijay Kant on social media. He said and I quote, "His passing leaves a void that will be hard to fill." He was a close friend and I fondly recall my interactions with him over the years. In this sad hour, my thoughts are with his family, fans and numerous followers. Om Shanti. Unquote. Canadian news outlet The Globe and Mail reported today that Khalistani separatist Hardeep Singh Nijjar's alleged killers are still in Canada and will be arrested soon. 
Citing sources, the news outlet said that two men believed to be responsible for Nijjar's murder in British Columbia are under police surveillance. Nijjar was murdered outside of Gurdwara in British Columbia, Surrey on the 18th of June this year. He was a wanted separatist in India and the leader of a pro-Khalistani organization called Six for Justice. In September, Canadian PM Justin Trudeau accused the Indian government of being involved in Nijjar's killing on Canadian soil. Since then, India and Canada's diplomatic ties have been strained. In subsequent developments, India discontinued granting visas to Canadian citizens temporarily, while Canada reduced its diplomatic presence in the country by closing consular services in multiple Indian cities. At present, Indian citizens can only get visas for Canada from the Canadian High Commission in New Delhi. According to the Globe and Mail's sources, the police will elaborate over the details of the murder when charges are laid down. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, Read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world.